Hi, my name's Aoife. I'm a reporter at TXF and I'm here with Arnold Florist, who is head of West, Central and North Africa for BPI France. Uh, first of all, if you'd just like to introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about what you do. Merci beaucoup. I must start by saying that we are very grateful to TXF for this opportunity to speak. And this is most important to us in these special times. We are all obviously very affected and we are fighting hard, really hard, the economic consequences of this uh, crisis. Uh, we are doing so side by side with French companies of all sizes. We are doing so by supporting them both in France and abroad, um, and abroad where the teams are, are working really hard with exporters and their partners. I must also say that I'm very new to the bank, to BP France. Uh, I joined a, a month and a half ago, so that's uh, quite fresh, really. Uh, before that, I spent a decade working for the African Development Bank in between uh, Tunis uh, and, and Abidjan. And I'm heading our development for Western, Central and Northern Africa, and this from our regional office in, in Abidjan, uh, where I'm part of the teams of, of Pedro Novo, who is heading um, export activities of, of BPI France. Uh, and I will keep on saying BPI France with my best uh, French accent. Uh, so perhaps before we jump to the questions, uh, I can say a few words on the bank, on BPI France and our mission outside France's border, as it's not only about financing and, and ensuring. It may be quite straightforward, but many people don't know that BPI France stands for the French Public Investment Bank, meaning that we have a, a public service mission. And this mission is to serve the French economy by supporting companies of all size and, and fostering innovations of all types. Um, that's in France. Now abroad, there are four dimensions to our work, support, financing, investment uh, and insurance. Support in terms of, of training and advisory uh, for companies willing to, to develop abroad. Financing in terms of uh, export credits uh, for exporters and buyers. Investment in terms of equity via funds of funds, and I'm thinking here about um, the fund of fund AVOS Africa that we are, we are setting up. And insurance in terms of uh, bank guarantees and, and credit insurance solutions. So these are the four dimensions. So in a nutshell, uh, abroad, um, and especially in Africa, our main mission is to support and finance French companies of all size uh, and their business partners with a strong focus on, on SMEs and mid-caps. And what has been BPI France's response to the pandemic? Have you rolled out any new product offerings such as guarantee schemes or insurance top-up solutions? Well, I must say that the French government has very early in the crisis uh, designed an ambitious emergency plan to support exporters, a plan that we, uh, BPI France, are implementing. And the priority really is to secure cash flows of exporters. That's at the core of, of what we do. And for this, we have taken four concrete actions. Uh, first, we have consolidated the export guarantees and, and the pre-financing uh, system, meaning that for, for SMEs and mid-caps, we are now uh, able to cover credit institutions for up to 90% 90% of granted guarantees. Uh, that also includes pre-financing guarantees. And this for the entire duration of, of the crisis. Previously, I believe it was 80%, so that's a 10% increase. On this, we have also extended the delays by two months for companies to be able to secure pre-financing credits. Uh, this to ease the granting of pre-financing, so for more uh, flexibility. Um, the second action we have taken uh, is to increase the support to short-term credit um, insurance markets. Uh, so basically, we have increased by 2 billion euros our entering capacities for private insurers. Uh, the idea uh, is to allow them to cope uh, with the potential increase 
um, of payment incidents due to the crisis. So that's the, the second action. The third action has been to extend by a year the prospecting period covered by our prospecting insurance, uh, what we call the assurance prospection in French, which is a very popular product uh, that covers a significant portions of um, prospecting expenses incurred over the two first years of prospecting in a specific uh, regional country. And the first and the last action has been to enhance knowledge and information sharing about uh, the impact on specific markets. So it's really about information sharing for exporters, information on the impact uh, at the macroeconomic level on countries uh, or information on, on the impact on, on sectors. And we are doing this uh, via what we called uh, the team France Export, which includes Business France, um, the Chambers of Commerce and Industry, and, and us, uh, BPA France. So no new products per se, uh, but quite a significant improvement of the existing offer and more flexibility, uh, which is uh, very important for, for exporters. And can you highlight the most affected sectors from the coronavirus crisis in sub-Saharan Africa? Has there been a spike of claims for BPI France, particularly from oil-dependent economies impacted by COVID? First, what we can perhaps say is that most countries are quite spurred in terms of mortality, which is a huge, huge chance, really. Uh, the rates are very low in most sub-Saharan countries, and this for many reasons that we don't fully understand yet. What we fully understand and witness is the economic impact of this epidemic, uh, impact that will be translated in sub-Saharan Africa by a recession, uh, this according to the IMF and, and other institutions. I believe the most pessimistic provision was from the IMF and was at 5.1% uh, recession for 2020. Uh, and this dynamic is driven by the drop of oil prices and other commodities, uh, and, and also the fall of international trade uh, of commercial exchanges and specifically with China and European uh, countries uh, were the biggest partners for, for, for many economies in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, but what we have to look at here uh, is the impact on specific regions, countries and sectors. Uh, in terms of regions and countries, a priori, the oil exporters countries such as Nigeria and Angola should be affected the most, which is not entirely due to the uh, epidemic. Also, the biggest economies of the continent, uh, countries whose exportations depend on commodities for which uh, demand is falling, and obviously countries dependent on, on tourism. What we can also say is that in a lot of countries, such as Côte d'Ivoire, growth is expected to be significantly lower but remain positive in 2020, uh, and that shows a good uh, capacity of, of resilience. Um, Overall, I believe the, the biggest impact for most countries is on exportations. Uh, this is definitely more of an export crisis uh, with the fall of, of international um, trade. That being said, uh, all sectors are obviously impacted at uh, different degrees. In some sectors, such as telecommunications, uh, the activity is quite normal. Uh, Short-term effects are likely to be uh, limited. On some other sectors, such as transport, and I'm thinking here airlines and passenger transport, such as services, specifically tourism and catering-related activities, such as industry on non-essential goods uh, or even retail, well, uh, those sectors record a significant drop off of demand. And that's very linked also to the confinement measures taken by, by some countries. On this, I believe the most serious threat uh, would be the weakening of payment capacities of borrowers, uh, may they be individuals or companies. 
which could weaken the local banking systems and, and really worsen the impact. And this is why uh, countries have rapidly taken measures such as the creation of funds to support uh, companies of all size and even to support the informal sector in some, in some countries such as uh, Côte d'Ivoire and have eased as well on tax uh, collection for, for, for businesses. Now on the question on the impact on our portfolio, uh, I would say it's really too early to tell. Uh, at the moment, uh, there is um, no real measurable impact. We've just had one request to reschedule uh, the debt service for one client uh, in an, an all exporter country. And that's it. Uh, so really, really too early to tell. Are there any new initiatives or measures from yourselves to promote French exporters in Africa? Uh, what regions and sectors are most successful in upping your exporters' activity? Well, I must say Africa really is a growing priority to us. Uh, there are strong solidarity and friendship links between France and several African countries, and more importantly, between uh, French companies and, and their African partners. And this is why now more than ever, we offer uh, support and stand next to them. It's always uh, when the situation is complicated that you can uh, measure the solidity of, of links. Uh, so we stand next to the French exporters uh, with all the measures I mentioned before. Uh, and we also stand next to the African partners offering uh, competitive uh, credit, uh, buyer's credit uh, solutions, both for corporates and, and sovereigns. Um, and we are also very happy to share our experience with governments to help them uh, set up economic um, support measures. Now, looking at the sectors and regions and on your, your second question, uh, I would say there is a clear preference for Northern and Western Africa and the dominance of energy and industry-related projects. Uh, so that's uh, overall. We do have projects uh, in, in Eastern and Southern Africa, but in proportion, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's less uh, significant. Um, we do work a lot with sovereigns, especially in Sub-Saharan Africa, especially in Western Africa, that's a fact. But we start to work more and more uh, with local SMEs and mid-caps. Uh, we are definitely looking forward to, to more deals uh, between exporters and, and local uh, corporates. And has BPI France's risk appetite for public and private ECA-backed deal exposure changed amid the pandemic? Do you think there's a preference between public and private borrowers at this time? We are obviously following very closely the evolution of things. And here I'm talking about the, the, the debt uh, moratorium. Uh, as I said, there is no significant impact in our portfolio at the moment. It will really depend on choices some countries uh, will make vis-à-vis -vis this uh, moratorium. It may have an impact in terms of business development, that's for sure, uh, but that's uh, too early to tell. What I can say for sure is that uh, we are definitely looking forward to facilitating, supporting uh, more deals with, with African corporates. Um, and on a more philosophical note, in my opinion, uh, it's crucial that uh, the French and, and European companies that are expanding in Africa do so by partnering more with local entrepreneurs, uh, by promoting skill transfers and investing more in, uh, in uh, vocational trainings. Uh, I think that's uh, the correct uh, term uh, in, in English. Um, so we are really supportive of this dynamic uh, with a strong will to support private sector development, to support industrialization and the development of SMEs and mid-caps. Uh, we, we are not a DFI, obviously, so it's all about... Uh, about financing of trade, uh, but we have supported a lot of deals with significant development impact in most countries of, uh, of the region of, of Sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, may it be equipment for solar streetlights, may it be water sanitation or, or equipment for, for hospitals.
So, so we don't have any preference between uh, public and private borrowers at this time. Uh, we, we stand next to our clients, uh, may they be uh, sovereigns or, or corporates. And uh, do you see increased collaboration or competition between ECAs and DFIs in Africa in a post-lockdown world? Uh, large-scale projects in Africa still tend to, to be a DFI zone only, like Azito gas fired, and it's a follow-up for, for, for example. Well, that's, a, that's an excellent question. And in my opinion, and I say in my opinion, I definitely see more collaboration. At least I call for more. And this is perhaps linked to my experience working for, for the African Development Bank over the last 10 years, where, where I realized how counterproductive the, the asymmetry of information between financiers and development partners can, uh, can be. I mean, each actor taken individually has limited resources and investment needs are huge all across the continent. There is a huge investment gap, hundreds of billions. Uh, and I'm not only talking about the infrastructure gap that is estimated now at about uh, 200 billion US dollar a, a year. So, so if export credit agencies and DFIs were to pool resources um, together more often, it can obviously be very beneficial to the general interest. And it can also be beneficial to all parties involved um, as the, the viability of projects can be enhanced by mitigating or, or sharing certain risk. Um, and this, even though each institution has a very different mandate and, and ownership structure, and I'm thinking here about um, the, the multilateral um, DFIs. So this cooperation can take many forms uh, from the classic co-financing to, to export credit agencies covering lending activities of DFIs, let's say, let's dream, or, or information and knowledge exchange about countries and, and sectors. So, so many options really, um, building on each actor specificities, on each actor's experience of, of countries and sectors. Now, now coming back to our export credit agency mandates, um, an increased collaboration with DFIs can, can only be very valuable, uh, not only for, for large transactions such as the one you mentioned, but also for small transactions uh, coming from SMEs or mid-caps, which are be I believe are, uh, are the main leverage for, for Africa's future. So, so we are definitely looking forward to, to collaborating more with DFIs and not only our large-scale projects. And finally, have BPI France got any big deals in the pipeline? <laughs> that's, a, that's a tricky one. Uh, I would say we do, uh, with one in collaboration with the DFI, but uh, I'm afraid I can't share much more information at the moment. But yes, we do. And again, we, we are definitely looking forward to, to an increased collaboration with, uh, with DFIs. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time. It was great speaking to you.